0: Uh, all right let me read some uh, messages here. This is from uh, this is to Pete at the com from Ben who says uh, what was your take on Chris Christie calling Donald Trump Donald Duck because he doesn't want to explain doesn't want to debate to explain the 7.8 trillion dollars spending while he was in office. Well and we played this soundbite in the last hour. I won't play it again but um, I thought if it was delivered better or by somebody other than Chris Christie, uh, like, for example, Donald Trump, it it probably would be stickier, you know, it probably would be stickier. But Christie suffers from the same affliction that a lot of these other politicians suffer from, which Donald Trump has not, which is that they, this stuff that they say, it sounds rehearsed because it is. Right. They, they craft these zingers. That was where. Sorry. So I wasn't uh, I wasn't on BT at the time. I was up in Asheville at WWNC at the time. And we were uh, uh, going through the 2012 election. Mitt Romney was the candidate. And I remember doing a piece about uh, or, or cover reading a piece, reading an article about their prep work. Uh, and they were they were crafting the quote zingers. That's what they called them, and so ever since then, uh, that's what I refer to them as because that's what they try to do. They actually write these zingers, and uh, I don't know if Trump writes them or they just come to his mind. Sometimes I think maybe, well, sometimes, probably a little bit from each column, I don't know. Um, Because some of the things that he comes up with, the zingers, like the whole Ron DeSantis, that's like, yeah. And then when he said, oh, you know, Crooked Joe, we're going to take it from Hillary and we're give it to Joe. It's no longer Crooked Hillary. It's going to be Crooked Joe. And I thought, eh. But some of the other ones that he comes up with, right, like low energy Jeb, I mean, it's like it sticks, you know? It And I don't know. It, so some of them seem to work far better than a, like the Crooked Hillary thing was I that one stuck, too. So, I don't know, maybe they just come off the top of his head or maybe he rehearses them. But he, if he does, he delivers them way better. And it's obvious because it's, it, it it could stick because now Trump says he's not going to do the third debate either. You know, at some point, you look like a coward. I, I don't know if anybody else sees this, and I'm, I, that's the way I see it. Like, what's the matter? You, you You're afraid of this guy? Because if everybody else starts falling off, and whoever it is, and whether it's DeSantis or not, whether it's Ramaswamy, i am just kidding—he's going to be vice president. But like uh, Nikki Haley, whoever it is, you're you're afraid of this. You're afraid of this competitor because you have a record. Because they can point out that you spent all the money. Because they did, right? He did. He he was in charge. He gave Fauci the commendation, gave him a medal, and all of this. So. He has things that they can hit him on, and I think he knows it. Um, ben also says uh, regarding the Tim Scott comments, uh, which we played also at the end of the last hour, which was about the the curriculum change down in Florida, um, where they had crafted up the the language uh, for uh, you know all the different areas that they were going to teach about U.S. history or whatever, and the uh, the moderator reads them and it says, oh like like. The, the framing of the of the curricula standard was that uh, somehow or another slavery was good for people. And that is not at all what the standard said. And the only way you could interpret it like that is to willfully misrepresent it as such. Because people did have skills that they were taught by their captors. Because they used those people on their farms to keep the farms running. And so you needed to have somebody that acted as a blacksmith. You needed somebody that knew how to run the the gin mill, right? You you needed people to have certain skills. So yes, you taught them these skills, very limited. You taught them just enough so they could run a machine or they could, you know, focus on something specific that was to the not to their betterment, but to the betterment of the farm or the plantation or wherever you were working right so they they did give them education levels to a very minimal degree and then when emancipated they were able to take some of those skills and use them for their own betterment that's not a defense of slavery and the fact that people construe it as such is stupid that's just stupid come on are you stupid or do you think we're stupid or like what's the deal there that because obviously slavery is wrong. It is bad. Nobody is defending slavery, let alone the African American scholars that wrote the freaking standard. They're not defending it either. But the Univision moderator tosses that question out there, and uh, DeSantis I thought handled it just fine. Tim Scott's over off on the side trying to interrupt everybody's questions throughout the evening, and I, I like I like Tim Scott. I just I I. I I didn't think he did very well last night. I didn't. I thought he was—he seemed too pushy, you know? He was, like, trying to interrupt. And I understand I, I covered this in the first hour. Like, uh, obviously, he got uh, consultants that told him you need to be more assertive because he was kind of in the background in the first debate. So he was trying to interject. And, again, the format is terrible, right? The format of these things is terrible. So he's, he's got to try to assert himself and insert himself into the uh, questions and stuff. So I get it. But he did it too much he did it all the time so it just came across as uh too pushy um and uh and and kind of desperate you know and they are desperate a lot of the candidates on that stage are desperate time's running out on them so uh ben goes on to say in this email uh, as a black man i understand a little better at what tim scott was trying to say he was referring to the fact that we as blacks already had skills when we came by slavery to this country that's not actually, Ben, that's not actually what Tim Scott was saying. And the skills that people had when, when they were kidnapped and sold into slavery and brought to America and uh, put into servitude, uh, the skills that they had from their home country, um, yes, they could use those after slavery as well. But, f- like, the one that sticks out in my mind, like, blacksmithery, blacksmithing 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 yeah i don't like i'm not so sure that that was something that people had that skill was something that people had that they then acquired but even so to deny like i like it is perfectly reasonable for me to to think and believe and agree with ben here that yeah people had skills in the old country in their home country i should say and then in their uh in their captive country absolutely i can understand that just like i can understand that people were told were told how to do some work, they then became proficient at this work, and then they were able to keep doing that work when they were emancipated. None of these explanations are defenses of slavery. Anyway, um uh, but it's been made out to seem as if we were dumb and ignorant in everything that we learned that we were taught. So that's where the offensive part to the question that no, that's that's not at all the case. Well you could take it like that and I've said this on to many people on all sorts of subjects if you seek to be offended you will find what you seek. Okay? Th- this idea that oh like oh we're, you're saying you didn't know anything. Look, if you were born in captivity, if I mean there were generations, right? Born into slavery in America. And those those little babies like they had to be taught too and yes they were taught stuff from the old country of their parents, but if they were taken away from their parents, and sold into slavery as young, young children and babies? Whatever they learned, right, came from the place where they went to. And then maybe there were other slaves that taught them stuff from their old countries? Absolutely. But was there stuff that was also taught to them by their captors? Yes. Again, none of that is a defense of slavery. (laughs) Like, I don't understand why this thing... Well, I do. It's because it's all just about positioning for partisan gain. Okay. All right, all right. back to the debate last night, and uh, we had a bunch of sparks start flying in the second hour, uh, although a lot of them were difficult to hear. Well, do you hear sparks? You probably see sparks, but they were difficult to see or hear because there were so much sparks. That doesn't make sense. There was so much crosstalk and interrupting and yelling over one another among the candidates because, once again, the debate format stinks, Um, that you couldn't even really hear some of it. But uh, I pulled some of the audio, so you kind of get a flavor of it, the sparkage, as it were. Um, Bergam, Doug Bergam, he tried to get in on the whole TikTok debate, right, Uh, about Ramaswamy and TikTok videos and stuff. But Nikki Haley muscled him off so she could go after Vivek.
1: Uh, I have to jump, I I have to jump in here. I'm sorry.
2: There's one person on this. This is infuriating because TikTok (laughs) is one of the most dangerous social media apps that we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. (laughs) Because I can't believe they hear you've got a a TikTok situation. What they're doing is these 150 million people are on TikTok. (laughs) That means they can get your contacts, they can get your financial information, they can get your emails. They can let me get just say, text messages. They hurling, can get all of This is very important what for our party. This is very important for our party. what we've seen and is I'm say you've it. gone and you've we helped China build, make medicines will, in China, not America. Me, you are now me. wanting kids to go and get on the social media that's dangerous for all of now, us. You and you were in business with the Chinese that gave Hunter Biden $5 million. We can't trust you. We so can't me, trust you. Let we let you. we can't something. have TikTok in our kids' lives. We
3: need to ban. Mr. Ramaswamy. you have
0: 15 seconds. 15 seconds. You have 15 seconds, Mr. Rameshwari. Thank
1: you. I think we would be better served as a Republican Party if we're not sitting here hurling personal insults and actually have a legitimate debate oh, about policy following, following Reagan's 11th commandment in his honor. And the, the answer is, that is what power actually power makes power. our country strong. And I believe, I believe in these people, these are good people on the stage. They disagree, but let's have a legitimate disagreement, that's what I would say. If it, Stuart, can we Governor, get back to the question? The no, question we cannot. Is on Governor DeSantis, I'm going straight. On this stage sir, we, we, we
4: will have to cut your mic, and I don't want to do that. I
0: don't. All right, Dana Perino there. Like, I don't want to cut your mic. They've been turning people's mics off all night long. Okay? Again, format, terrible. Doug Burgum is a tech guy. Why wouldn't you talk to him about the tech stuff? He's got a fair point there. And the screaming and the yelling, I mean, because... Like Bergam tried to get in initially. Oh, I have to weigh and I have to. I gotta say something about this and like. And then Haley comes along. And just like muscles him out of the way, and then she starts yelling and screaming. And by the way, like that was kind of. You'll hear a little bit more of it later. Um, I don't think Nikki Haley did herself any favors last night. I think, I think somebody told her that they liked her feistiness in the last debate. Keep doing that, and she just kind of. That's all she did. She kind of went overboard, you know, and and then she does. The next round of this with Tim Scott, and like I thought you guys were friends, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like what happened? Uh, I don't know. I just I think they I think a lot of them got some uh, got some bad advice. Uh, Russ says Burgum, Who? Uh, well, maybe he's getting some burgamentum now. Uh, Burgum has been the most interesting person on the stage for me. He's definitely not exciting or memorable. But he's the only one in the last two debates to give clear, concise, non-soundbite answers and the only one to cite the Constitution, states' rights, or limiting principles for why he would or would not do a certain thing. I got to say, like Bergham has impressed me. I know I, uh, uh, I, I kind of minimized him. You might say I even mocked or maybe poo-pooed his candidacy a little bit because, you know, nobody knows what a North Dakota is, let alone does it have a governor. I kid. I kid. But... I don't know. I didn't know the guy, but he's he's been uh, pretty impressive to me. Like his performance on the debate stage has been pretty good. I'm not saying he should be the president. I'm just saying he's done pretty good. All right. You may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while, and it's a great organization. They got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid. And back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. It's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country... There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month, there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future, for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. Uh, I got this one. It's a Pete tweet from King Jeffy Juffer, who says, Pete, please talk about Mike Pence and his terrible attempt to drop a couple zingers, only to pause for effect and get nothing but crickets. So awkward. I was dying. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah, the one where he's like, I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. ha." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, get it? Yeah, Mike, we get it. Thanks. Appreciate the imagery with that one. Yeah, awesome. Um, Miller says, Pete, great show today. You're going through the debate from last night right now, and my only comment to add is, I really wish they would give somebody the ability to turn off microphones when the candidate's time ends. I feel like that would force the candidates to make their point and not generate so much chaos over the other candidates actively answering. Am I crazy for thinking this is a bad idea? Is there something I'm missing for this not to be a good idea? And then about uh, 20 minutes later, he says, Oh, I just heard you mention that they were turning the microphones off. I didn't realize that they were simply yelling that loud in the background. I genuinely thought the mics were off. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, they. Yeah, that's it. You got to, uh, yeah, you got to turn the mics off, and then you got to like get them into sound. Maybe that's the thing. Put them into little soundproof booths. You know, like little call screen booths that we have in radio stations sometimes uh looks like a little phone booth basically glass there's like carpet inside carpet up you know, like halfway up the walls they got all the soundproofing material in there and uh, so you can t- you know phone screeners can screen the calls and such uh so i don't know maybe maybe we do that put them all in their own little pod you know, put the cancellation headphones on them and stuff. Uh, no, it's just, it's, it's a bad format, and it's moderators thinking that they need to ask as many questions as possible so they can feed the news cycle. That's what's going on there. And it's, it, to me, it's a bad format, and it, it always has been. Um, the, uh, so here's one from It's All a Distraction. It's a Pete tweet. Pete, the real winners of the GOP debate were the people who did not watch it for the <laughs> Jonathan says for the love of everything holy will you please run for office. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh Dana Perino could be playing for the other side. No, I think she's married. Oh, I sorry. Okay. No, I got you. All right, yeah, yeah. That's possible. Um I saw that she did something with the global uh the Clinton Global Initiative, so that's got a lot of people suspicious of her. Um, All right, so I mentioned Nikki Haley going after Tim Scott. Yes, she appointed Tim Scott to the U.S. Senate. All right, so here's the next audio clip of it. So why would, so the question is, why would, should you be POTUS, Tim Scott, over her? So Tim Scott, he starts out nice. He outlines all sorts of proposed legislation that he supported and that he would try to implement if he got elected.
2: I appreciate Tim. We've known each other a long time. But he's been there 12 years and he hasn't done any of that. He well, hasn't. They've only given four budgets I, well, on time in hey, 40 years. He's part of that. Biggest, he increased the national tax in debt. History. He voted for the spending. You voted for the spending. He has for, made you, sure that the borders are open. You've asked and they for haven't a gas tax, tax Look at increase in South Carolina. 12 years. Where have you I been? Have I voted been, no on. I voted on most of those things. We've waited and nothing has happened Here's what you've years. Here's
3: the thing that I find interesting. Ron, Ron, let me finish These first. guys have said, Here's things, oh, and I appreciate gosh. a lot of the things they're saying. Nikki I'm Haley. the only one up here who's gotten in the big fights and has delivered big victories for the people of Florida. Is and he's the and only one that is
0: able to interrupt everybody and finish his thought. When,
3: when it gets hot in there, when they're shooting arrows at you, are you going to be stand up for parents' rights, to keep the state free? Are you going to be able to do all those things? And in the state of Florida, because of our success, the Democratic Party lies in ruins. We have won the big fights. We have turned our state into a Republican state. People respond to leadership. I've done it while others have talked How about, about it. it?
0: All right, so I I do find it interesting also. Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, he said everybody on the stage, these are good people up here, but he also called them all bought and paid for. So, you know, I'd like some clarity on that. Anyway, DeSantis then hits Trump over his abortion comments. I reject this idea
3: that pro-lifers are to blame for midterm defeats, I think there's other reasons for that. Uh, the former president, um, you know, he's missing in action tonight. He's had a lot to say about that. He should be here explaining his comments to try to say that pro-life protections are somehow a terrible thing. I want him to look into the eyes and tell people who've been fighting this fight for a long time. I was at my wife and I uh, earlier today were at the gravesite of President Mrs. Reagan, and I noticed that um, there was a quote where it says every single person has purpose and worth. We're better off when everybody counts. And I think we should stand for what we believe in. I think we should hold the Democrats accountable for their extremism, supporting abortion all the way up until the moment of birth. That is infanticide and that is wrong. Let me
4: ask Governor Christie. Governor Christie, do you think limit? that Republican yes, okay, Governor Christie, do you think that Republicans can do that in Arizona if this referendum is on the ballot there?
5: Yeah, because I did it in New Jersey, Dana. You know, it's—
4: Then it, why are all these other states losing?
5: Well, because they don't have leaders in those states who are leading the fight the way it should be led. And, and the fact is, look, I, I was the governor here of the only blue state that's represented up here. This is where the fight is really tough for Republicans. And those are the states that we're going to have to try to win if we're going to win the White House back. And what we did was 14 times, Dana, in eight years, I vetoed Planned Parenthood funding. 14 times no one else gets it that much. The Democrats just kept sending it to me and I kept saying no because I believe in life, but I also believe in states' rights. And I think we fought hard against Roe versus Wade for decades to say that states should make these decisions. So we're going to have those fights in the states. What you need is a leader who can talk to people and make them understand that if you're pro-life, you have to be pro-life for the entire life, not just the nine months in the womb. And we talked a lot about fentanyl tonight and we haven't spoken one moment about treatment. But we need to make sure that for the drug-addicted 16-year-old on the floor of the county lockup, her life is precious, too. And we need to be providing treatment to cure this as a disease that it is. If you're pro-life, you got to be pro-life for the entire life. We start talking like that. They're going to do what I did in the blue state, which was get re-elected with 61% of the vote and won 70% of independents and 51% of Latinos because I told them the truth from my heart.
0: All right. That's a that's a good answer. I thought that was a good answer. The problem is, it's Chris Christie. So he's not gonna, right? Chris Christie is the one giving you that that answer. And so it's like, oh, it's Chris Christie. So uh, and look, he's not he's not running to be president. He's running to bash Donald Trump. And the purpose of his run is to secure a paid gig. Uh, where he's a contributor, a talking head, uh, a commentator, whatever, on the regular rotation on some cable news network, whether it's MSNBC or CNN, uh, maybe Fox—I don't know—but um, but that's that's the point of his candidacy, right? He's a—it's a kamikaze candidacy, uh, which has the also allure of alliteration. So um, I don't—I mean, I think it's a good message. I think others would do well to adopt it. But I don't think it is particularly persuasive because it's coming out of his mouth, which is weird because things usually go the other way. Into it. never mind. I'm sorry. That's a that's a cheap shot. Cheap shot. Sometimes I take them. Um, this is from the Hellion on Twitter. Uh, I think the Uniparty wants the debates this way. They are forgettable and and muddied up. Um, on the. Uh, The question about the Florida school curriculum on slavery. uh, Timoteo says the proper answer should be, quote, for those who were hurt by these comments, you should seek accountability from the source of that hurt, which is the Democrat propagandists who came up with the false claim of defending slavery. It's a very good answer. Very good answer. Um, I thought I had something else here. but Oh, here we go. Dennis. I'm with you, Pete. The bad format on the debate. All of that talking over one another was childlike to me. The moderators would have done well if they just cut the interrupters mic off each time. That might have helped. That's the thing. They did. They, those mics were off. But they're all standing near each other on a stage. So I think now we just have to go to the, uh, the quiet booths or maybe, have them, maybe Zoom them in. Zoom call. Maybe do it all on a Zoom call. And then you could just mute them like you're the, you know, like you're the administrator, you're the host of the party. So you can just mute the people and then they just can raise their hands. No, I think the way you get around this is that you um, you limit the number of topics, you give general topic categories and have, you know, uh, focus questions inside of that. So this way you can you can bring candidates to those topics and, and flesh out the the details. But you then give everybody enough time to kind of to hash it all out. But the problem is for the media, their incentive is something different. They want a whole lot more topics, so they've got more stories for the cycle, or grist for the mill, as it were. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. In Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com. Veteran owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Jan says, Pete, whatever they are paying you uh, to uh, listen to the debates or watch the debates, whatever they are paying you to do that, it obviously is not enough. I'm going to forward this one over to management. Okay. And thank you. Um, All right. Scott, Tim Scott, at the debate last night, he has asked how he would increase support among Latino voters. And then it gets a little bit rowdy.
6: My chief of staff is the only Hispanic female chief of staff in the Senate. I hired her because she was the best highest qualified person we have. What we need are leaders who lead by example. And I will simply say, I would love to finish my conversation with Nikki as it relates to the job that needs to get done. Nikki offered a 10% 10 gas tax increase in South Carolina. Talk about someone who has never seen a federal dollar she doesn't like. 10 cents on the gallon in South Carolina as the UN ambassador, you literally Bring it, put $50,000 on <laughs> curtains and a $15 million subsidized location.
2: Next. You got bad information. First of all, I fought the gas tax in South Carolina multiple times against the just establishment. Go you, just go to YouTube. Against the establishment. You, just go to and YouTube. you want to know what that 10 yep. was? When they wouldn't pass the gas tax, the establishment and the companies wanted me to do it so much that I said the only way I will Here's pass what you it is if you three— All you have to, do. Have three, to,
6: you have me, to do is if go if watch give, Mickey Haley on YouTube. Yes. If
2: you will give me three times the deduction in income tax, then I will look at your gas so tax, you which yes, is why it didn't happen. Secondly, exactly, Secondly, on the 50 here's, million— Here is
6: a nice part.
2: Secondly, on the uh, curtains, do your yes. homework, Tim, because Obama bought those curtains. Did you send them it, back? It's in the—, oh it's the Did, you send, Did you send them back? It's the State Department. Did you send them Did back? you are the one that works in Congress. Oh, no,
5: my gosh. You get it. You time. hung them on your your, your curtains. I, they were your
2: there curtains. before I even showed up at the residence. You here's, are scrapping.
3: Here's you a, are here's
5: scrapping.
2: I'm You know I Here's a
6: fact. though. I cut taxes. I loaded up You wanted a we do ah, right. ah, right. ah, <laughs> not been. intend to go ahead like this. In we fact, we're about, about to Argentina take voters. a commercial break. <laughs> uh,
0: kill me now. All right. And then, no, actually it would have been last night. Anyway, um, at the end of the debate then, Dana Perino tried a silly stunt.
4: It's now obvious that if you all stay in the race, former President Donald Trump wins the nomination. None of you have indicated that you're dropping out. So, which one of you on stage tonight should be voted off the island? (laughs) Please use your marker to write your choice on the notepad in front of you, 15 (laughs) seconds, Starting now, of the people on the stage, who serious? should be, I'm absolutely serious. That, with
3: all due respect, wow. I mean, we're here, yeah. like, well, you know, yeah. we're happy to debate, but, sure. not, but I think that that's disrespectful
0: to it. my fellow competitors. Nobody wants to
4: yeah. yeah. so, participate. Let's do
3: some oh. questions. Let's
0: talk about the future. So Ron DeSantis shuts that down. I'll
4: answer I want to be. I want to be clear I'll about ask this. You
1: if, if, if I may, let me, if I may let answer Let
4: me ask you something. Then if you won't answer that question, let me ask you this one. Yeah. What is your mathematical path? Yes. Governor DeSantis, (laughs) in order to try to to beat President Trump, who has a commanding and enduring lead in this
3: race. polls don't elect presidents. Voters elect presidents. And we're going to take the case of the people in these early states. We're going to do it in a state-by-state direction. And why? Because as Reagan said in his day, this is our time for choosing. We are not getting a mulligan on the 2024 election. Republicans have lost three straight elections in a row. We were supposed to have a red wave with inflation at 9%. It crashed and burned. Not in Florida, it didn't. We delivered it in Florida. And so we've got to choose right. We've got to win. And we need somebody that's going to be able to
0: serve two terms and nobody answered the question except for
5: one Governor Chris Christie he played the game I think I've been the only one on this stage who's been clear about this I vote Donald Trump off the island right now, and the reason I vote him off the island—any of, no, of the people no, no, on the stage No, because you know what? The every person on this stage has shown the respect for Republican voters to come here to express their views honestly, candidly, and directly, and to take your questions honestly. I have respect for every man and woman on this stage because they've done it. Vivek, put your hand down for a second, would you? Um, <laughs> I still got I still got time dude so so chill out um here look this guy has not only divided our party he's divided families all over this country. He's divided friends all over this country. I've spoken to people and I know everyone else has who have sat at Thanksgiving dinner or at a birthday party and can't have a conversation right. anymore if Donna, they disagree with Donald Trump. Donna he needs to be candidates. voted off the island that's, and he needs to be taken to out vague of this can, process.
0: Can we give a vague 15 seconds? Okay, so we're going to give a vague 15 seconds. He gets his 15 seconds and
1: the last word. I have a different view on this. I think Trump was an excellent president. But the America First agenda does not belong to one man. It does not belong to Donald Trump. It doesn't belong to me. It belongs to you, the people of this country. And the question is, who's going to unite this country and take the America First agenda to the next level? When we rallied behind the cry to make America great again, we did not just hunger for a single man. We hungered for the unapologetic pursuit Mr. of Ralph excellence. Solomon, so, yes, I will, I will respect off. Donald Trump and his legacy because it's yeah. the right thing to do. But we You're will unite this country to take the America Stop first talking. agenda to the next level, and, and that I will take a that, different generation to do like it.
0: That does it. Sorry, that's it. It's over, finally. There you go. Once again, I thought Chris Christie made some good points there. But once again, the problem... It's Chris Christie. Yeah. All right. I don't think he's ever dropping out. All right. Brett Winterbull's up next. Come see us at the corner of Moorhead and Mint Street for the fourth annual WBT Little Heroes Blood Drive. I'll see you tomorrow, unless you come out here. Don't break anything while I'm gone. (laughs)